This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You're listening to the Bright Thinking series from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment views from Premier Mighton's fund management team. Hi, I'm Hagul Ansari, investment analyst on the Premier Mighton Monthly Income Fund. In this podcast, I provide my personal views on the case for investing in UK cyclical stocks, despite a gloomy economic outlook. Now, the recession predicted to occur in 2023 is perhaps one of the most long-awaited in decades. As a result, shares of some cyclical companies, i.e. those operating in sectors which are highly sensitive to changes in the economy, such as recruiters, retailers and house builders, were heavily sold off last year and faced earnings downgrades by brokers. Some of these sectors have partially recovered this year, but this could be short-lived given the worsening economic outlook. So would it make sense to sell all cyclicals now? Not necessarily in my view, and let's look at why I believe that. To properly consider cyclical stocks, we need to marry up market expectations for their profits, their current valuations and positioning, both in the current economic cycle as well as the competitive landscape. Let's look at two well-known UK companies, Next and Howden Joinery, which both operate in different niches. These companies both experienced significant earnings downgrades during 2022, and their respective price-to-earnings ratios also fell during this period, suggesting that the market assumed that any downturn in consumer spending would continue to impact their profits longer term. So was the market right? I will come back to this question later. For now, let's spend a little time thinking about investors' reactions to downturns. We're in a period of economic uncertainty, and at times like this, investors tend to forget that the value of any company is not determined solely by next year's profits, but rather its long-term cash flows. This oversight might be driven by panic and loss aversion. Investors and market sentiment tends to be focused on downside alone, and time horizons suddenly contract, resulting in companies that might have deeper downside, such as cyclicals, being sold off. This is the common investment playbook we see in the early stages of a downturn, whether perceived or actual. However, even analysts' near-term earnings can be overly pessimistic due to poorly understood nuances between different industries. Today, such nuances have been amplified by the lasting impact of the global pandemic. The global pandemic has had a lasting impact on normal business cycles, particularly in capital-intensive industries such as shipping, energy and mining. Production activity within energy and mining has yet to recover due to underinvestment which even preceded 2020. This underinvestment became more acute during the pandemic as lockdowns were imposed and appetite to invest for growth has since reduced further. This is due to more stringent environmental regulations and carbon emission goals as well as the rising cost of capital and tighter lending conditions for new energy and mining projects. 
Now, all of this is likely to result in constricted supply conditions and a favorable pricing environment for commodities for some time to come, potentially buoying profits. Shipping is another industry serving an integral role in global supply chains, and it too met severe disruption during the pandemic. This had a major ripple effect on other industries reliant on the transportation of goods and containers, such as retailers and wholesalers, electronics and semiconductors. Port congestions and a shortage of HGV drivers created significant delays in goods deliveries, impacting companies' inventory levels, sales volumes and margins. In terms of margin impact for Next PLC, for example, freight expense peaked at around 6.5% of its costs of goods sold, whereas a normal level for the company is around 2-3%. As a result, Next's gross margin was impacted by around half a percent last year. These supply-related issues are now mostly resolved and are delivering some unexpected earnings upside so far this year. For example, discount retailer B&M reported in its recent results that lower freight rates are having a positive impact on trading margins and implied that this looks set to continue. Next PLC also mentioned in its latest results that it is already capturing some of the benefits from freight rates falling and is choosing to pass this on to customers this year. Another pandemic-driven outcome has been how markedly the UK labour market has been disrupted. Post-pandemic, we see that a significant proportion of older workers are not returning to work. Although job vacancies are high, it appears that many of the over 50s falling out of work are not looking for another job. Now, when you link this to the effects of the Great Resignation, where employees have voluntarily resigned from their jobs en masse, then the overall supply of labour has been under pressure. As a result, we believe recruiters such as Page Group can continue to grow over the next decade as labour shortages underscore the need for specialist recruiters. Page's international operations help to both insulate it from the UK economic cycle while serving as a key long-term growth driver. Moreover, the recruitment fees it earns are based on a percentage of the hired candidate's salary. And with wage inflation occurring globally to different extents, this should provide a clear benefit to the company's revenues. One thing to note about Page Group and recruiters in general is their rapid recovery between 2020 and 2021, which caught many investors off guard. The severe imbalance in labour supply and demand was sharp and unexpected following lockdowns, despite low expectations for economic growth during this period. However, pay generated record profits in 2021. Some companies, even cyclical ones, can thrive in challenging conditions. Let's return to our two examples from earlier on, namely Next and Howden Joinery. Both companies have seen a significant rise in revenue and profits over the last couple of years. Now, you could argue that these positive results are due to extraordinary customer demand for their goods and services in the aftermath of the pandemic as well as price hikes. But that would be glossing over some fundamentally positive changes in both businesses. Firstly, there are some significant developments within Next. Good management of rent costs and overheads have worked particularly well alongside an omni-channel sales model over the last few years, boosting Next's profits. Omnichannel retail is an approach to sales that is focused on providing seamless customer experiences, 
whether the customer is shopping online or in a brick and mortar store. Next has also moved into distribution and investment business lines alongside retailing, diversifying business risk away from the fickle fashion consumer. The company has benefited from the demise of other high street retailers through market share gains and its better partnerships with third-party brands via its label division. Label provides marketing and distribution services to third-party brands and is a growth opportunity worth highlighting. Next also selectively takes equity stakes in retailers with strong brands while providing logistics and other back-office services to these companies in exchange for a commission. What about the less sartorially focused Howden's joinery? Howden manufactures and sells kitchens to trade builders, a sector you would think is inextricably linked with the ebbs and flows of the UK housing market. Howden's reported record revenues and profits in 2021, driven by an impressive increase in volume growth. This was partly due to a surge in consumer demand for kitchens during the pandemic, but much of Howden's volume growth also came through market share gains, which the company isn't given enough credit for in my view. I believe these market share gains can be retained in the long term, as they came about due to one of Howden's key competitive advantages, the availability of stock at a time when competitors simply lack the ability to meet customer demand. Howden's is currently deploying a programme of UK depot refits to boost sales and profits, as well as further improvements to its supply chain efficiency and infrastructure. This leads me on to my final thought. Companies like Next, Page Group and Howden's Joinery all meet our quality investment criteria. These are cyclical companies with strong balance sheets, in our view, which may be able to withstand macro pressures and ultimately thrive in challenging conditions. What we see is their improving fundamentals over time have enabled good dividend growth, a key focus in our approach to income investing. Our cyclical investments provide a means of diversifying our portfolio so that we may benefit from strong economic conditions if they arise. As seen with previous examples in this piece, many of our cyclical holdings can also command good pricing power in a high inflation environment and be long-term winners. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Look out for other episodes in the Bright Thinking series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. 